Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. We are delighted to be with you today. I'm Sabrina Justison, here with Vicki Tillman, and we are going to talk about all things homeschool, homeschool high, high school. school. So we are very happy that we're here today because Indeed. we might have not but been then, here yes. in my lovely home office because... Yeah, because my lovely home might not have been here. You traumatized all of us as your Facebook friends with pictures <laughs> of your dehumidifier. Yeah, if any if any of you are uh, following on social media, if you saw pictures on Twitter or Facebook, that was indeed the Justison dehumidifier that caught on fire spontaneously and melted into a pile of slag. Is that the right word? Slag. I think that's it a was. coal mining term or something. It was ugly. It was, it it was traumatizing just looking at the pictures. Oh, my. So, thankfully, we were at home. Amen. And God loves us because we smelled it right away and ran down to the basement. And my husband put the fire out and carried the horrible melted carcass of the dehumidifier <laughs> <laughs> out of the Bilco doors and the house smelled really bad. How did you get the fire out before he took the thing out the Bilco doors? Trusty red fire extinguisher. So it's a healthy, happy thing to have a trusty fire extinguisher in the it house. It most certainly is, yes. And um, we had not, I, true confessions, we had not tested our fire extinguishers in a really long time. I'm sure that you're supposed to do that often. But that fire extinguisher had been in our laundry room for, I'm going to guess, a couple of years at least. Oh my God. And had not been tested. I'm, I'm but, thinking how long has it been? Oh my goodness, we teach our kids these life preparation know, skills. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but do we follow through oh as adults? I think I will be now because it was really scary. I mean, I opened my basement door. The basement is right under our bedroom. And I am standing in the bedroom and I throw open the basement door and look down and and there's just, it's like a scene in a movie, that orange glow. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was flames shooting up. Like, it was a big honking fire on my dehumidifier. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, it was a dehumidifier. Get it? No. Fire. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) If I make enough jokes about it, then I'll get through the trauma. trauma. (laughs) Hey, I know some really good counselors (sighs) at my office. I do. Connections. I do so. All right, you may have to send <laughs> all of our <laughs> listeners. Oh, and for anyone who did see any of this on social media, um, uh, Pearl Pool did finally get back to me. I was very upset with their initial round of customer service, but I just want to give a little shout out that I, I did hear back from customer service people who are now trying to um, make things right with us. So if if I looked like I was blasting them at the beginning, I wasn't. I had tried appropriate channels, and then I couldn't get their attention, so I used social media, and it worked beautifully, and And they got back to me. So so it's an ongoing story, but hopefully with a very happy ending. Hopefully so, and with no more fire (laughs) anywhere. (laughs) 
Oh my, enough about that. So that was the drama in my home. That's enough drama week. for all of us. And I'm going to have more drama next week. You are, because... I start drama camp. The week's like, life has meaning. That's right. That's right. My drama camp every year for 7th through 12th graders is the weeks when life has meaning. The kids so, came up with that. My, my kids were in many years of drama camp and loved every minute of it, so... I think that's a wonderful thing. I think this is year 16, something like that. It's been a long time. You're really old. We've been doing this every year. I am really old. (laughs) So true. So, yeah, I've been finishing the script, and my my daughter, homeschool graduate daughter, is the choreographer, and she's busily dancing her little twinkle toes away at her house, getting ready for all my kids. And So, yeah, we're going from real-life drama of spontaneously combusting appliances, and we're heading into imaginary drama with building plans and we're going to record a podcast from drama camp aren't we so a a drama podcast from drama camp you will have front row seats Mm -hmm. i guess figuratively you can actually sit wherever you want when you listen to the podcast but you can you can feel like it was it was special vip seating and we will talk about drama camp and our seven sister kim will be there because she is my assistant director at drama camp, and we might even hear from some of the kids if they feel like talking. So it's a, a way to help kids get some very meaningful hours on their transcript in fine arts and extracurriculars and cool things like that. That's right, and it's also a great tool for bringing shy kids out of their shell a little mm-hmm. bit and helping them get up in front of a group in a very safe, supportive yeah. environment. So we have one girl coming back this year that has done the camp in the past, and it's just so much fun to watch her find her voice yeah. and her confidence. It really is one of my, my sons said one of the ways that he learned social skills mm. was by trying on characters and, and doing different things as another character. And then he could apply them to him in real Isn't life. Isn't that neat? I, I think I still do that as a grown-up. There are yeah, situations where I decide... <laughs> Okay, Sabrina will be playing the part of, and right. uh, yeah, that's a great that's a great tool for social skills. All right, so that was drama and a little social skills. Let's go to something very very concrete. We are coming into another school year for a lot of families, indeed, and a lot of families who are doing high school this year are thinking about a well-rounded, solid transcript. Kids that are heading off to college need a well-rounded transcript. And that can be a little intimidating Mm -hmm. for some homeschool moms. So today's episode will be the showing rigor on the high school transcript episode. Yes. And we will use primarily Vicki's vast experience um, working with her own children's transcripts, but also as academic advisor and guidance counselor for lots of other high school homeschoolers in our local community for how many years? Um, lots. 18-something. Yeah, you're really yeah, old, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so lots of years of experience creating um, honest reflections of what high school looked like right. on the transcript mm-hmm. in a way that will also grab the attention of a college admissions officer. Which is what you're after if your kid's heading off to college. All right, so let's jump in here and get started talking transcripts. Um, there are lots of things that go on the transcript as far as, we've talked about this a little bit before, but the, 
the name of each course for mm -hmm. each year and what grade was earned in that course. But then there's this whole thing of what level was the course offered at. And I think that was what we wanted to hone in on today is understanding and assigning levels appropriately and what that means for your transcript. Yeah, because what um, colleges want to know is the level of rigor that courses were taught. So they don't know if you just put language arts on a transcript, whether your kid really knocked themselves out and did like an AP level kind of course, or whether they just skated by and barely got through. So the way you do that is to record the course level and then make sure you include how you assigned the level in a little key on the transcript. So uh, what are the levels in the first place? I mean, letters, yeah. numbers, what, what do they use? So, all right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the Stars, thumbs up, yeah, smiley yeah. face emoticons. What are, what are we doing here? Yeah, so the problem is, is there's not a, or maybe it's a good thing, there's not a standardized way to assign levels. So some schools, if you're talking about, you know, school schools transcript, they might call the uh, descriptions levels, or they might call them phases, or some other name. And uh, so we just landed on levels in our area because it made sense to us. And so the way we have assigned levels, which has worked very well for our kids, is we would start at level one and work up to level five. One through five. Okay, right. so what's a level one? So level one is a remedial course. So that's for kids who have severe special needs or really a lot of learning problems and need very basic math skills or very basic language arts skills, you know, are not doing high school level stuff, but it's appropriate for them. So we're homeschooling because there's not one right way to homeschool. So true. So we want to do what's best for our kids. So some kids are not college bound and really need to concentrate on developing just their life skills. And so those kids will do remedial level math. That's good. But you want to record that as a level one so, you know, nobody is deluded into thinking that, oh, this is a kid doing, you know, rock star level stuff. They're doing what's appropriate for them. So this is not what happens if you have a kid who is college bound and they really struggle with Algebra 2 or something like that. And so you right. have to kind of have a... a, a a skim over and get the high points of it, but that's not that's not what we're talking yeah, about. You would not have any level ones on a college bound transcript. That's what I thought. Yes. I just wanted to so get yeah, said, just keep going until you got a higher level. Yes. Very good. Okay, so that brings us to level two. What's a level two course? So level twos are average high school. So that's an average high schooler could do that, which is a silly word. <laughs> because average means most, right? Mm -hmm. So most kids could do this work. And so these are, are courses that aren't college prep, per se. Um, and they are courses for kids who need a little extra time or a little shorter lesson or a little simpler presentation in order to really get the best out of a course. Very so, good. Mm -hmm. Um, so a level two course could be on the transcript of a college-bound high schooler. Yeah, uh, with caution. So if your kid's applying to Harvard, you wouldn't put a level two. But for most colleges, an occasional level two is just fine. 
does it matter which types of courses, core academics versus electives, say? Yeah, that's a good question. So the levels we want to make sure are on the core courses, but don't need to be on other things. And so, yes, yeah, so if they're doing a level two work, you want to show that honestly on the transcript. And that would usually be like kids who struggle in math will we'll take a level two course for a while until they really get into the zone of being able to do college level work. Very good. All right, so then if we're talking college-bound kids, we're talking above level two for the most of their most credits of on their, their transcript. Right. So what goes into making a course a solid level three course? Okay, so college prep is a level three. So most high school textbooks are written at level three college prep levels. All right. So you don't even have to decide most of the time. Most of the time it's college prep. So, you know, a lot of our kids use things like, I don't know, Alpha Omega and, and um, Apologia and SevenSistersHomeschool.com. SevenSistersHomeschool.com has curriculum they in ebook format. In and it's book. adaptable for different levels. So your level two kid could do that work. Yes, with some indeed. adaptive stuff, yes. and they can go even higher levels. Yeah. Alright, so if you're using a textbook, typically high school textbook will be written at a level 3 yeah. college prep. What if you're earning your credit using Carnegie units, you're logging hours, it's more experiential? Very good question. So you're, you're doing more experiential work, so you're logging hours. So each state will be a little bit different. In our area, it's 135 hours for a college prep course. And then you add hours to that to get a higher level. And you don't go under that for a level two. It's just too bad for you. <laughs> All right. And that's a good life lesson right there. Because sometimes yeah. things are just too bad for you. Yeah. All right. So you've got a college prep course. And that's a level three. And then a level four course. We call those advanced so, advanced. Is yes. advanced the same thing as advanced placement AP courses? No, it is not. It's just the best name we could come up, which is <laughs> why you uh, put a key at the bottom of your transcript somewhere explaining how courses got their names. You can't use the word advanced placement on your transcript unless it's a College Board approved AP course. So a lot of our kids will not have AP courses on the transcript. So the advanced doesn't mean AP. Very good. That's something that's important, and I think it's tough for a lot of people to get their brain wrapped around. The actual term AP, or Advanced Placement course, you kind of have to almost think of it as a trademarked term. It is a trademarked term, And yeah. if College Board didn't decide that it's an AP course, then no matter what you think, or no matter how incredibly rigorous the course might have been, it doesn't get that label. Doesn't get that label, no. Right. So for, for our area... The level four advanced courses are the college prep courses plus about half an extra course. So you're doing a course and a half for one credit. So you don't get one and a half credits, you get one credit. But, but it's a level four Right, credit. so okay. on the transcript you write level four advanced. And so the colleges look at that and go, oh man, what a cool kid, you know, really applying <laughs> himself. So. It's All right, thing. so let's let's play that out in um, hypothetical. If you were taking a course and you're using a regular high school textbook and the kid wants to level it up to a level four, it's an area of interest or it's tied to the major that 
they think they want to pursue in college. Mm -hmm. So what can you do with a regular textbook to then up that credit to a level four? What a lot of our kids do is they will do the textbook at a level three, just their normal high school textbook, and then they will do half a credit in Carnegie Unit. So they will do experiences of about 64, 68 hours um, of learning things that are in the same field. So, you know, field trips, experiments, research. Uh, reading books on the subject and writing <laughs> short papers, yeah. perhaps. Or yeah. Okay, so these are, these are things that you can sort of mix and match to create the right. kind of learning experience your child needs. It sounds to me like there's not one, one right, right way to, to homeschool. homeschool. And you really want to tailor those level four courses to a kid's needs and interests. So if they are really into something, you know, let them help decide what they want to do to get those extra hours. Wonderful. All right, so let's, let's get all the way to the top of the scale. If we've got a level four credit coming from the college prep credit plus another half mm -hmm. worth of work, then a level five is a double you dose bet. of learning. Yes, okay. so level five, we call that honors. It's not the same honors as a public school in this area, which is sometimes a little laughable, which is why we put everything in a key at the bottom of the transcript on how they earn those credits. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a fully double credit that you get one credit for, but you get that awesome level five honors beside the name of the course. All right, so let's say a kid is really into biology. They want to go into something that biology is super important and they use a challenging but still regular college prep level textbook. Do they need to do a second course of another textbook from another high school publisher, or can they do um, a combination of things with experiences and logging hours, and then perhaps reading um, um, high school books. level books, but on specific right. things that fit in with yeah, what a lot of our kids do is about 64, 68 hours of experiences that are meaningful to biology, and then they will read extra books that are, you know, real books. Not um, textbooks. Not textbooks that will add another 68 hours. So usually about eight books with some write-ups about the book, you know, some interaction mm -hmm. with that will be another 68 hours. Sounds like a lot of work. It is a lot credit. of work. Yes, and in fact, if they're going honors for language arts, our kids, by the time they're juniors and seniors, are reading like 50 books mm -hmm. and reading and writing a 20 page research paper and things like that. Like it is rigorous. And we put that in the key at the bottom of the transcript. Notice a theme there. I, I, I do hear a yeah. theme, something about a key at the, you bottom, said? Of at the, the bottom of the transcript. transcript. Yes. That was what it was. And yes. it, what it does is it knocks the socks off of college admissions officers. They now, love how it. Do, how do they know that that's what you actually did? Because it's in the key at the, at bottom, the bottom of, of the, the transcript. transcript. But you could make that up, couldn't you? You could. But, yes. but that would that would just not be true. It would be a lie. And once your kid maybe even got an admissions letter to that university, probably wouldn't be well prepared and to then go it there. Would be embarrassing. <laughs> this is one thing that I, I sometimes wonder about people people who don't know much about homeschooling and think it's still weird that there are those of us who did that. I've been asked, but couldn't you just make up the whole transcript? 
And I've looked at them and said, but if I chose to make the life choices and sacrifices necessary to homeschool my children, why would I want to fake the evidence of their... Don't I actually want to educate them, you know? And and why would you send a kid off to a college to that drown. they're not prepared for? Right. So, right. But what are our local colleges that our kids have gone off to? When I talk to the admissions officers, they love the kids from our umbrella school that we've worked with because they are so well prepared that their honors and advanced credits have really taught them how to work. So they, they are the kids who are the pace setters in a class, which is really cool. That is really cool. So does that mean that everyone listening to this podcast who has a high schooler should now bump all of their credits up to level five so that they can be pace setters in college? That's a good question. Thank you. <laughs> is this for everyone should every class be super super rigorous so you know what there are a few kids here and there who can do every single class at an honors level they could but most kids would probably die if you made them <laughs> work that hard or they'd be clients of mine at my ah, office yes that would definitely be a need of trauma processing yes. not from the dehumidifier but from their <laughs> high school course load <laughs> So what you want to do is decide what major or interest areas they have and lean into those and make those the honors and advanced credits and then college prep the rest. Sounds good. All right. So things um, in the sciences in particular really need some leveled up credits right. if you're heading into sciences in college or or math I would assume right too. so they need the honors level maths and sciences if they're going into a math or science because that's their interest area and they need to be really well prepared what if you have a kid who's very bright and is definitely college bound but is really not sure about major and is thinking I don't know something in humanities or some, some what are the kinds of courses that you want to level up for those kids. So those you would level up language arts and history. So if you think at least one honors each year and maybe two, then you've got a good kind of baseline. Very so good. a good tip is check your local college websites and they will often actually say how many honors credits they want to see every year. They'll actually tell you what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. How wonderful. Yes. Isn't the internet nifty? I love the internet. Because <laughs> back in the day, I would have had to call the office at the local college and try to talk to someone, and that would have just really intimidated me. The phone is creepy. I yes. don't like the telephone. Yeah, so it's it's wonderful. Okay, so look for look for that information for the colleges that you and your child are considering, which is a really cool way to get your kid involved in the planning of each year is you visit the websites and say, hey, colleges are looking for one honors or two honors, or if it's, you know, a really high-powered college and want a bunch of honors, then which courses are we going to do at an advanced or honors level? That is a wonderful thought that some folks listening might not have thought about. It's wonderful to involve your teen in these decisions. Yeah. Then they own it. They own it. Why does that matter so much, Vicki? Ownership. Oh, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell a story. How about that? That's I'll a good a idea. Story. One of my children um, was was absolutely determined to level up his language arts in high school. 
And this child of mine was not a natural bookworm, was a natural writer, but was not terribly in love with editing and proofreading, which are essential parts of high school writing, but by so the way. But so boring. So boring. And I did not see a college application in the future. This was a kid that we were pretty sure wanted to go career path instead. Um, and so I was just filling out forms and getting ready and making my plans for a college prep language arts credit. And said child decided to basically pitch to me why this was important. And his primary reasons were that he needed to prove to himself that he could do it. So he bumped his level up. He did. Because he wanted to prove to himself. It was a personal ownership thing. Not necessarily, I need to get into college thing. He just wanted to know if he could do it. And that ownership of that credit... I actually spent less time nagging and tracking down book lists and writing assignments and such for that, that all those extra hours and all those extra assignments. Those got done more um, consistently and with less nagging from mom than one of the level two courses that he took the same year that had much less coursework. But he because he had purposed in his heart that this was important for him. So ownership does a whole lot for character building completely aside from college plans or anything else. So talking to your kid and finding out what things what things does he or she find weighing on their minds or on their yes. hearts heading into it. it. It can be really, really interesting. You might not really know all the things that God's working on in your kid's head and in their hearts. And uh, you need to talk to them. They often, as they talk to you, it will kind of unfold for them, and they help, well, they come to know themselves better. Good stuff. These are very important things for teens to practice, and actually there are lots of adults walking around who have never been encouraged to practice that kind of yeah, self-awareness. Yeah. yeah. Because God's got plans for the grown-ups and for our teenagers. He does. He does. All right, so let's kind of sum this up. We've got a high school transcript. We've got lots and lots of courses on it, but each one of those courses is given a level designation so that someone looking at that transcript down the road, like a college admissions officer, will be able to tell from the little key at At the the bottom bottom of of the transcript (laughs) what level of rigor was required for the credit that your student earned. Indeed. And um, if you have questions about how to set levels and some of the tips and tricks, you can find lots of blog posts at sevensistershomeschool.com. Yes. Yes. We have blogged about levels quite a bit there because it is a a tricky thing. And it's new for most of us. When I was in high school, no one talked about levels. Nobody talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So check out the blog if you need some other tips and pointers. Let's, Let's hit on one... Sort of, this is a bit of a hot button for you, I know. But we're going we're gonna to hit on one thing oh about levels that we just want to be very clear on. So, if a family is not fabulously independently wealthy and is wondering about paying for college and is hoping for some scholarship opportunities and little Johnny or little Susie is, is preparing for high school courses, can you kind of make 
college happen for free with scholarships if you just level up everything and, and work your little just, brain to a pulp? Just wear your kid out with all honors level stuff and get a free ride to college. Is that the way the world works? No. Just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why isn't it just a magical formula for... Because colleges only give out a certain amount of money as far as scholarships, and we don't have any control over how they do that. So we can be moms who plan our way and our kids' way, but God will open and close doors as he sees what is right. So we can do the best we can, but we want to make sure that we are, like the Fletchers say at Homeschooling in Real Life, uh. Shout out to the Fletchers at Homeschooling in Real Life. That that we don't hope shift over into wearing right. our kids out with honors level courses. We keep our trust in God. Right. And God will somehow help our kids get through what he wants them to do in college. Excellent. And if we haven't beaten their brains to a pulp, they might actually be awesome when they get to college rather than burned out yeah. messes. And they... I know all of my kids in college have increased their scholarships each year because they've gone in there with the energy and the skills to network and to prove themselves. Excellent. So education for the homeschool family does not necessarily all culminate and end at the end of senior year of high school. You are not just aiming for that perfect, awesome high school transcript. You are you are building into a person's life, and that person Indeed. is going to be walking around for a long time. And uh, I, I love the, this is another Fletcher thing I'm stealing, but this whole, actually, I think that the Fletchers stole it from the, the uh, anyway, I think they stole <laughs> it from somebody else, just saying. But this whole thing that we're not raising children, we're raising adults. Indeed. And if we can keep reminding ourselves, especially during the high school years. We are raising adults, and we are building things into their lives that are going to be a part of success or failure for the rest of their days, not right. just high school. So it, that character development is so much more important than a free ride to college. True that. True that. So on that note, we're going to wind down this episode of the Homeschool High School podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com. We're going to ask you if you have any comments to leave to do that, because we like to hear back from you. What's helping and what's encouraging you and maybe what you would like to hear in the future. So they could visit us at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Yes, they could. Or on our Facebook page, the yes, Homeschool High School Podcast. We do indeed have a Homeschool High School Podcast Facebook page. And they could even visit us over at iTunes. <gasps> you know... I was tooling around on iTunes podcasts the other day. I was trying to, to do a little love for some of my favorite homeschool podcasts. And I'm just going to say, I found it to not be as intuitive and user-friendly to leave stars and reviews as I wanted it to be. It, it isn't really user-friendly. Really I sort of wandered in circles for a little while yeah. before I found what I wanted to find. That's why we so, have to beg so much, yes. because it takes some fortitude. So if you're someone who isn't intimidated by wandering around iTunes in a circle for a little while... We would just really love it if you would go and find us there and yes. leave us some stars and leave us some, some words of review because it will help other people find us when they're looking for homeschool, high and school encouragement. if they subscribe, 
Subscribing is wonderful. Yeah, then the, the podcast comes right to their little device. And they don't have to wander around iTunes to find Not anything. Anymore. It just yes. comes to their device. So subscribe. Yes, yes. subscribe. Visit us at sevensistershomeschool.com for some awesome, adaptable, to different levels, homeschool curriculum. Because there is not one one right right way way to homeschool. We look forward to seeing you next time with lots of drama from the (laughs) Drama Drama Camp podcast. And uh, hope that you have a wonderful week. Take care. Bye.